Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. What an awesome God we serve. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Who needs a word this morning? Who wants God to speak to you this morning? Glory. Hallelujah. I sense some light in the house this morning. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bright day. Glory. The light of God. Hallelujah. Glory. Our scripture is in the book of Revelations chapter 3. A beautiful book. Unless you still dwell in fear. I know your deeds. That you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. I know your deeds. You're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. And it goes on to say, you know, since you're neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Hallelujah. God is love. Mm-hmm. God is love. If you don't remember God is love, you'll misinterpret the word of God and you won't be able to see what God is up to. I know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. And because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's the next verse. We're basically dwelling on verses 15, 16, 17, and 18. But there's something that we must understand first. Else we will render this with a wrong interpretation. Now, this is the church of Laodicea, which is the seventh church that's mentioned in the book of Revelation. The first error that we make in debunking the word of God is this. The first error... When we read the seven churches, most people theologically try to put them in some sort of chronological order or consecutiveness, and, and they try to figure out and see a pattern in the seven churches and where they're at, and they try to think that they're different churches in a different time period, which I think is error. I used to think a little bit like that, but then... The Lord kind of set me straight on there. There's a similarity in all the churches. All the churches speak about deeds, actions, deeds, things that you do, and the way you do it. For example, the first church said that, you know, you have um, forsaken your first love. So their deeds were Christless. There's other churches that says, you know, your deeds are not complete. You know, your actions is not complete. This one here, we're going to talk about T. 
tasteless faith or tasteless deeds. Right? Now, that's the first error that we make. The second error we make is when we see the terms hot and cold, or cold and hot. So we think, okay, and especially in Pentecostal churches, we think we're supposed to be the hot church and Presbyterians are supposed to be the cold church. So we think hot is good, cold is bad, and we must debunk that because that is not what it's saying. It's saying you're neither one. Because if you're hot, the Lord ain't going to spit you out of his mouth. And if you're cold, he's not going to spit you out of your mouth. He's going to spit you out of his mouth because you have no taste. You're lukewarm. You're lukewarm. Um, let, me, let me speak about the third one real quick, and then we'll come back to the second one. The third one is, in verse 17, it says, You say that you are rich, you have acquired wealth, and you do not need anything. And here's the place where he says, where we say, well, this message is not for me today. I might as well go home because I am not rich. I have not acquired great wealth, and I need a lot of things. So this word can't be about me today. But again, there is an error. It's not about how much money you have. Because even the rich always want something else. It's about coming to a place where you say you don't need a thing from God. Is coming to a place of not hot and cold in your relationship with God. And your deeds, you know, are not really hot and cold. Right? You know, we may be living, but do we have life? Jesus is life. Right? So the message is not about uh, against rich people, as we would assume. Right? We do know that it's hard for the rich to get into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because they trust in what they have. But I've seen some poor people trust in what they have and say they don't need nothing. I remember a man many years ago on an oxygen machine. And um, at that time I was doing a, a little bit of construction uh, uh, around well it was actually for his uh, daughter but he had something he needed to take care of in his house so i went over to just take care of it um and he was on this oxygen machine and i asked to pray for him he says no thank you i don't need prayer next week he did true story <laughs> just because you got oxygen don't mean you have the internal means to breathe it does it so we, we must we must debunk that we must understand that you know this is not about rich people it's about an attitude it's about a, a tasteless place again i know your deeds all seven churches talking about deeds we're not talking about people we're talking about deeds deeds not being complete deeds that are done and in one of the churches, it says, you know, you have a reputation of being alive. 
but it's Christless. Some churches, your deeds are not complete. You, you promise to do things, but you don't complete them, that type of thing. So it has to do with your, it has a lot to do with the, the attitude and the love inside of you to do something. And so here where we come to this tastelessness. You're not hot, you're not cold. Now, when we say hot and uh, cold, we realize that neither one of them is just terrible. Because you're not going to get spit out of the Lord's mouth or spit out of church or spit out of your relationship with him. Cold simply means that you are trying and you still want to. See, I can help you. And by the way, this, this also applies to how you receive prophecy. Speak to us, Lord. I should never get to a place where I don't need the Lord to speak to me. Or if you want to, speak to me. If you don't, it's all right. I don't think we should even get to a place where we say, Lord, I I know you can't talk to all of us, so speak to that person. They need you more than me. How do you know they need you more than you? How do you know the person next to you or across the aisle needs a word more than you? You may see a need in their life and you say, wow, they need a word. They need a word. Lord, I'm going to sacrifice myself this morning. You give them a word. But in their need, they may be crying out to God. But in your uh, tastelessness, you think about that before you. Uh... Hmm? How is that different than from the man that, that, that said, Lord, I thank you. I'm not, not a tax collector. Who are you to say you're better off than somebody else? Now you can say, Lord, I would like for you to give them the word. They really look like they need a word, but I need a word too. (laughs) What happened to give me today my daily bread? So we're not talking about hot or cold. We're talking about room temperature. We're talking about lukewarmness. We're talking about tasteless deeds and tasteless faith. Yes? Who, who has a bottle of water? Anybody got a bottle of water? Ain't nobody got no water today? Hmm? All right, here's a bottle of water right here. I hate that water. That water is not cold and it's not hot. Did you know cold water is good for you? Cold water can help you lose weight because your, your body will heat it up, which makes your metabolism increase. Cold water will help with dehydration more than lukewarm water or hot water. Cold water. But some people think room temperature water is best for you. But they say it's a myth. Mm-hmm. All y'all been drinking that blah water. Hello, heat it up, put it in the refrigerator, do something with it, give it some taste. Mm. 
Ah, drink what you want. I hate room temperature water. That's me personally. Um, it's amazing why we like things. But I, I was raised on a farm way back in the country, and we got our water from a spring, and it was ice cold. It come down the mountainside there. It was cold. It's nice. Um, I think I was watching this documentary. Well, not really a documentary. It was a thing on mansions. And there was this one particular mansion. I can't remember where it was, but the floors in the bathroom had heated floors. And it stayed constantly at body temperature in the bathroom floor. So what your body temperature is, that's the temperature of the floor. It stated that. And it showed this guy laying down on the floor and said he could stay there forever. Now this morning, and I want to say this because this is just part of my illustration this morning, right? Uh, I want to say that this morning. Somebody made pancakes this morning. Um, wonderful cooks. Excellent cooks. Um, I did not know what to do with this pancake. It was, it was, you know, it had a brown color. It looked done. But inside it was like. So it wasn't done and it wasn't undone. I don't know what to do with this thing. And the syrup is not even covering it up. Cooks, I love you, but this is, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was me because everybody else seemed to be okay. I don't know. Or maybe all that pepper in Trinidad just burnt their taste buds out. I don't know what it is. But I was, so, I was frustrated. I don't know what to do with this thing. Because it, it probably needs to go back on the fire. If it was undone, I'd say, hey, this ain't cooked. I could even handle burnt. But this... Tasteless is, is like, is, 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 you know, I'm exaggerating, as usual. This scripture explains a lot of people that I have met over the years. Individuals that say they believe, but their belief is neither hot nor cold. It's just lukewarm. I believe. I receive. But I know you don't. And I don't mean that in any offensive way. I'm just saying, I know you don't have faith. And this is the best scripture to describe tasteless faith. It's not that you want to believe. Help my unbelief. And it's not that you do believe, your heart would believe. Whatever the prophet says is going to happen. And it's not that you unbelieve as in, as in cold. I, I want to believe, Lord, help me to believe, help me to believe. No, I receive. I believe. 
tasteless. Tasteless. Tasteless faith. Again, this is not to be offensive in any way, and, and please hear this, because what I'm trying to get you to do is to have faith. A few weeks ago, we talked about um, expectations, right? And expectations, the quality of life is not based upon you, what you have. It's the expectancy of what's going to happen. So you could have a fortune today, but if you think you're going to die tomorrow, then your quality of life just went down. You, you could be rich today, but if you think you're going to lose it all tomorrow, then your quality of life is no more. See, it's hope. And that's what the Bible keeps saying. It's hope. It's better that you have hope than you have what you want. And you may not recognize it, but that's the theme throughout the whole Bible. It's about a hope. You know, it even says that, that, a, that a hope or faith received is nothing. It's already accomplished. There's no hope if we're not hoping. And so if you don't have hope and expectation about life, you have nothing. I don't care what you have now, broke or rich. If you don't have expectancy about tomorrow, you're all in the same boat. There's nothing there. Now, here's the thing. Today. Today. Now, I could say, as I said previously, I could say, some people say they got faith, but I know they ain't got faith. So, let's prove faith. You know how we can prove our faith? It's very easy to prove our faith. What you have today, what peace you have today, what good fortune you have today, what health you have today, came from the faith that you had yesterday. Oh, ah, somebody didn't hear me. You say you have faith in God, but today is the evidence of the faith that you had yesterday when you said you had faith. And if you just as broke today as you was yesterday, or broker, then you can't tell me that yesterday you had faith. <laughs> Wisdom proved true by its actions. Because some of us have been in church a long time and we say, I got faith in God. But where is the evidence of your faith in God? Faith without deeds is dead. Faith without deeds is dead. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. It's dead. You said yesterday. You told me yesterday. Yes, I receive. I have faith for a new car. Where is it? Where is it? You told me yesterday you had faith for a husband. Where is he? Uh, see, you want to tell me you had faith yesterday, and today you want to say you're a false prophet. But I'm saying if you had faith yesterday, whether I was false or not, if you had faith... 
So all your belief in God, you're going home. All right. All your belief. <laughs> All right, listen. Don't nobody, don't nobody get offended this morning. Now we're just looking for truth. Listen, whatever yesterday was, it is. Whatever today is, it is. I just want to know. I got a tomorrow. Yeah. You see, I, I couldn't preach life to you this morning if I thought there was no life tomorrow. couldn't preach life to you today if I thought Putin was going to blow up the whole world or, or America going to blow up the whole world or China going to blow up the whole... I, I, so many of us, we've been in church a long time and we say, I receive, I believe. We had rather blame God than blame ourselves. Blame God, stone the prophet, anything. But blame ourselves. But I'm telling you sometimes that faith is tasteless. There's nothing in your faith. You're just speaking it. But there's, there's, there's nothing in there. It's like a pancake. The thing ain't, hello. It ain't undone. It ain't done. It's just, ugh. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Cooks don't duck. I love you. I'm not so concerned about you. I'm concerned about everybody else that ate it and liked it. I pray for your taste buds right now. And all you lukewarm water drinkers. Lukewarm. May your romance be the same way. Not hot, not cold. And that's why many marriages fall apart. They're not hot and cold. They're not, and they're not fighting. They just, you can't save that. You can't fix that. Hello, kiss or slap, do something. You can't fix it. Until you're ready to do something, there is no cure for you. There is no fix for you. Hello. There's not a couple in this house I couldn't fix this morning. If you'll follow my instruction, kiss them or slap them. We'll go somewhere. You're laughing, but you know it's true. You know how many couples are sitting in dead relationships? It's not hot. It's not cold. It's just some kind of mushy, ushy, mushy, gushy pancake. Syrup can't fix it. A new car can't fix it. A new house can't fix it. Can't nothing fix it. It's tasteless. Hallelujah. It's okay to laugh at the devil. Devil, you're stupid, you know. You're stupid. You got me sitting here pretending I don't feel nothing. 
Hello, I'm going to find myself in a casket one of these days, listening to your theology. It's the same way with your relationship with God. Hello, cry or rejoice. Wisdom is proven true. It's like children playing in the marketplace. I sing you a happy song. You don't dance. And I, I sing you a dirge. I sing you a funeral song. And you don't cry. I'm okay. The okay theology going to kill you. Tasteless church. You go to church, nobody crying, nobody laughing. The preacher sweating like a pig, nobody crying, nobody laughing. And sometimes the preacher ain't even preaching like a pig. He look like he's not been, I don't know, beam me away, Scotty. He's somewhere. I don't know where his head is this morning. your relationship with God listen I encourage people to have faith because if you're going to cry out to God you need to cry to the place where you get faith and if you're going to rejoice in the Lord you need to always keep yourself in faith because sometimes in that rejoicing you can find yourself outside of faith you find yourself in the boastfulness of flesh it's tasteless deeds Tasteless faith. Because sometimes, prophetically, I, I give people a word. I know you did not receive me. And I can't take it away. And I'm certainly not going to sit here and persecute you in front of everybody else because you don't have faith. It is what it is. You either believe or you don't believe. Yes? You go to a quiet church. Too quiet. You're like Goldilocks. You go to a hot church. Too hot. <laughs> Don't nothing please you because you ain't got no taste. Or even worse, you eating the pancakes and you, you can't tell no difference. I don't know. Maybe it was me. Tasteless faith. Jesus says, you know, if you're hot, good. If you're cold, I can help you. If you're really trying. And Lord, I'm I just struggling to have faith. Lord, I'm I, 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 I just struggling. I want to believe in you. I want to trust in you. Lord, I need help. Help my unbelief. Lord, I want to believe in you. See? See, God can work with that. But you, when you said, I'm okay. What am I going to do with you? That's why you're still living, because the devil don't even know what to do with you. Hello. The devil's looking at your lukewarm passiveness. and I don't, Lord, what'd you send him to me for? I can't use, I can't use them in my army. You're always sending me your rejects. Can't you send me a bad man anymore? Can't you send... You're sending me all these lukewarm people. Uh, 
I build a fire under them and they don't do nothing. There's something wrong. I'm not talking about emotional self-pity. There's something wrong when you don't feel for things. There's something wrong when you put pepper on anything and eat it. Hello, I've been here 22 years. I've got a right to an opinion. something wrong when you go to church and they don't do nothing to you for God's sake quit and go somewhere else do something do something you're gonna die now by the way when he says I'm about to spit you out as I said before one of the errors we make with the seven churches is we think that they're Consecutive, boom, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Actually, there's no numbers by them, you know. We just label them church one and church two and church seven because of the order that was written in, but actually they're all at the same place. And they're all at the place waiting on the coming of the Lord. Let the church hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Next place is when, is when Christ comes and judgment comes. And he just hands you over to the devil. In this life, you will face a judgment. And the judgment is not when you die, you know. The judgment is when God can't do nothing with you. And he gives you back to the world. 1 Corinthians 5.5 5 says, Hand this man over to Satan so the sinful nature can be destroyed. And so he hands you back over to the world. To do what? Next aspect is the battle of Armageddon is when you will fight with God. When what you have is taken from you. Because of this tasteless place that you can find yourself in. I'm not talking about a struggling place. I'm not talking about a place when you, you say, Lord, give me more of your fire. Lord, help me. I'm not talking about that place. Now, if you have great faith, then... I should see some deeds in what you're doing. Even if you don't have great faith, but you're trying to have faith, I would see a result. Now, the greatest evidence of this message this morning is what you have today is based upon the faith that you had yesterday. You can't argue with that. Unless you're going to accuse God. You can't argue with that. Because if you said you had faith yesterday, and I'm not, I don't mean Saturday. I hope you understand that. But it, it could be Saturday. I'm not saying Saturday of what year. It could be, you know. I'm just saying if you did, what you have today is based upon the faith that you had yesterday. Don't that make sense? Yes. Yes. Listen, even drug dealers operate on faith. It's not faith in God, but it's faith in self. This world functions on faith. Huh? The, the 
the greedy man, it functions on faith, although his is a whole lot in fear. But everything in life, until God starts calling you to account, is about faith. Now, for us, we have faith in God, not faith in self. Yes, we gave up on that person, hopefully. So what we have today is the faith we had yesterday in church. What we have today is the faith we had yesterday when we said, I receive. Mm. Have a blessed week. I receive. Uh, this is going to be an awesome week. I receive. Last week, I, I gave this prophecy. And I mean the prophecy, just, it just come out of nowhere from heaven. And it was talking about putting yeast on your money, right? And I think people put yeast on everything. Listen, you would not believe how many testimonies I have heard. hmm? That I have heard. Some in the thousands of dollars. Yes? I don't know if we have any of them on Facebook yet or not. Some in the thousands of dollars that came out of nowhere they did not expect it. Or they was expecting to pay all this amount of money and somehow or another miraculously it was this amount of money. God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. Hmm? Whether you live in a one-room house or a 12-room house. He's a respecter of faith. Now this ain't the place where you beat up on yourself. This is the place where you come to your senses. Say, Lord, all these people getting blessed and I ain't getting blessed. It must be something wrong with my faith. It's a place where you break and you humble yourself and say, Lord, I need faith. I realize I don't have faith. Hmm? This person, this person, this person, they said they had faith yesterday, and I see the result of their faith. But sometimes we're blind we don't want to see that. Hmm? Sometimes we like to even say, well, it's a trick. They're faking. It's not so. On his trick is living this life, having life, and never living this life. We're all living beings, but do we have life? Faith works. Faith works. I don't care what's going on in the world. Faith works. The environment may affect you in some way or another, but faith will put you on top. It will put you above. Faith works. And religiously, we need to quit justifying ourselves with our tasteless faith. And the reason I like the word tasteless is because sometimes I hear people say they got faith. And sometimes I even hear, I'm not talking about getting excited because sometimes I hear people getting excited. I receive, I receive. Hmm? You asked any virgin over 30 if you want a husband, I receive. But 50 and they still ain't married. So I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that, that hype. Because in that hype, it still tastes like that pancake. I, I, I don't taste faith. I don't taste faith. And here's the, here's the thing. 
We could share money, right? We could share clothes. Ain't much we can't share, right? We can share faith. I could give you faith. But you have to have the need for it. And as long as you think you're okay, you don't have the need for it. Somebody else could give you faith by praying for you. Huh? You're sick and somebody says, let me pray for you. Huh? Now, if it took them all day to say that, I don't know how much faith they have. Maybe they do. Maybe they're just afraid of your exterior. But if they quickly say, let me pray for you, that means they got faith. But will you receive it? We like to say when people say, can I pray for you? You say, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Tasteless. I'm okay. Hmm? I'm okay. That's like somebody come up and saying, could I give you another thousand dollars? I'm okay. Hello. Faith is more valuable than thousand dollars. Faith is more valuable than a UK doctor. Faith is more valuable than all those things. And somebody wants to pray for you. For your health. For you to get a car. Somebody wants to pray for you. No, I'm okay. And you think you're just feeling shy. But truth is, your soul is tasteless. It really don't believe. It don't believe. And you don't receive and if you do receive, you, you're just trying to be nice. Okay, okay, you can pray for me. <laughs> Hello. You can't even receive COVID. <laughs> you got more faith in COVID than you do in God. <laughs> really? You got more faith that you, could, you catch COVID than the Holy Ghost. I'd much rather roll around on the floor than roll around in the bed. I'm waiting for you to get it. Didn't get it. Didn't catch that. I'd much rather roll around on the floor, Pentecost, than roll around in the bed, COVID. And I know many times that there's individuals, and I keep speaking to you. Sometimes the reason you keep getting a prophecy, the reason I keep speaking to you, because, because sometimes it's because you have, and to those who have, more shall be given, right? And sometimes it's because I, I see something in you wanting faith, and I see you needing it. But frankly, sometimes it just totally surprised me. As much as I like you and you ain't blessed. There's something wrong when I like you and you ain't blessed. I'm speaking that in all humility. I'm speaking that based on the Word of God. Because the Word of God tells me clearly. If they receive you, they receive me. What they do to you, they do to me. So when you do nice by me, I take, that, I take that word literal. What you do to me, you're doing to God. 
And when I say what you do to me, I'm talking about what you do nicely to me. Right? You do to God. And God says, if they receive you, they receive me. I just don't understand it. Why I like you and you ain't getting blessed. And if you was doing a whole lot, a whole lot of wickedness, although unbelief is a form of wickedness, I wouldn't like you so much. Why do I like you and you're not getting blessed? Why, why do you, why is it you give to this house, right? Why do you give to this house? See, you know, one of the reasons why we don't pass a plate around in this house and there's a hole in the wall in the corridor out there, I don't like tasteless money. <laughs> Keep your old dry dollar. I don't like tasteless money. The money that comes in this house, I want it to have taste to it because that's what's going to prosper. But why is it? See, there's something wrong when you love this house. There's something wrong when you love me. Even if you don't understand all my jokes. The Lord will forgive you. Uh, <laughs> Because what I try to show you is the relationship I have with God that you would believe. My God is not religious. Hmm? He gets my jokes. Sometimes I don't get his, but he gets my... But but all my jokes come from him anyway. Something's wrong when you give to this house. Something wrong when you're faithful to this house. Or any house that believes in Christ. Something wrong when you give and you give and you love the house and you love the people and you have peace with the people. Yes, right? And, and we know in, in any house, everybody's not perfect. We know that, right? And sooner or later, you know, every preacher's going to offend you a little bit. That's just a given. But something wrong when you love this house. You love me. You love leaders in this house. I'm talking about this house now, but it it applies to any house. And you give to this house. And sometimes you go out of your way to give to this house. Maybe maybe you give as in in coming to class and helping out in the prayer rooms. Maybe you give as in, uh, uh, you know, providing food for the house. Because we, we, we humble people. You want to give us something? Give us something. Yes? Right? You want to give us clothes? Yes? As long as they ain't got no big holes in them, we'll take them. Yeah? <laughs> There's something wrong when you, when you give and you're not getting blessed. It's not because you're in the wrong church. You go to another church, you're going to realize the same thing going on. And some of you, I'm just throwing that out there. You may have been in church a long time, and you ain't seeing no blessings yet. Hmm? Now, obviously, you have to be careful to keep yourself from grumbling. You can't go in the house and judge everybody. If you don't receive me, then you won't receive God. And the same goes true with other ministers, right? Go where God leads you to go. My point is this. 
if you love the house and you love the word and you love the worship and you give to the house and you give here and you give there according to what you're able to give and you ain't getting blessed, something is wrong with your theology. Something wrong. And it's not heaven. And it's not the church. Somewhere in there. It's tasteless. You really don't believe. And you're at that place where your soul says it don't care. Because all of us could get to a place in church. There's this thing that they do in a lot of churches, especially uh, traditional churches. God is good all the time. God is good. Oh, that used to torment my soul. <laughs> Not that I didn't believe it's true. What used to torment me is all the people that says God is good and didn't believe it. Listen, if you love God and you love this house, be any house. You love this house. You love the word. You love the people. And you give. Right? I'm not saying blood. I'm saying you give. I'm saying you concern. And sometimes I, sometimes I see people really going out of their way to give to this house. Why ain't you blessed? Why ain't you blessed? I like you. Why ain't you blessed? I trust that. Because greater is he that's in me. Then he that's in the world. So when I like you, I trust that. I trust that. If you're trying to deceive me, I'll, 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 I'll begin to discern. Now, something ain't right. Uh, this sounds like some old girlfriend that said she loved me forever and didn't uh, say, I know what that tastes like. <laughs> See, some benefits from bad relationships, you know. <laughs> we, we think, well, that. Because of that, I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nobody like you because you lied. <laughs> I like you. Why ain't you been blessed? Why ain't things changing in your life? If I give you a word, if you come to this house, don't you know it benefits this house if your word comes to pass? Because you're a testimony of God's goodness in the house. A testimony. Now, it says you're neither hot nor cold. It takes this. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So, it says your deeds. We're talking about deeds. Your deeds are not hot and cold. That means there's no feelings in your deeds. You're just doing them. You put money in the hole in the wall, but there's no love. Money without love is nothing. Money with love is a lot. Hmm? So if you can't put $100 in there with love, put $5. Don't spend more than you can love because it's useless. Hmm? Mm. Because if you put a hundred in there and you got fifty dollars worth of love, you got fifty dollars of unlove in there. And saying, "Well, I'm just gonna do this because I'm a better person than God. I'm a better person than the house. It ain't, it ain't gonna help nothing." 
First thing is we don't give to God because we want. We give to God because he's given. You must always remember that. Tithing is not about giving to God to get. It's about because we already have. And we believe we have. And we're thankful for what we have. Uh, might be little today, but it's going to be much tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes people talk about sowing seeds and things like that. Well, that's all right. I've done that a few times. Not all the time, but I do that a few times. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was in a country one time, didn't have money to get out. I had a little bit. I gave it to God. I said, Lord, mm-hmm. Look like I'm going to die in this country and they're going to put me in prison because I can't get out. So I just give this to you. Within two hours, I had enough money to get out. But hey, here's the thing. The thing is not you reaching in your pocket and giving money. The thing is about you reaching in your soul and believing in God. To put a little something with that is a sign of good faith, right? Just like water baptism, it does not cleanse you, it's a pledge. But allowing yourself to be baptized in your soul is of great worth to God. See, I want you to have this faith, not a tasteless faith. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. And I know sometimes you feel like, you know, nothing good is coming in my life. God is against me. All that. The only person against you is you. Yeah. The guilt of yesterday. God is not against you. And sometimes preacher preach it as if though, you know, da, 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 da. But the truth is they're just trying to get you to cry or do something. Which is not an error. But the bottom line is, what we sow is what we reap. And if we was tasteless yesterday, our life's going to be tasteless today. If our life was meaningless yesterday, and our life was meaningless to everybody that we shared life with, and tasteless to everybody we shared life with. Any of you got any tasteless friends? I'm not talking about fashion right now, but... Or, or maybe you're tasteless. Uh, you just uh, there's there's no there's no hot there's no cold. If you only knew how much God loves you, hmm? if you only knew how much God loves you. See, when I first started preaching, I tried to preach like everybody else, and I tried to be better at what they're doing. You can't be better at what somebody else is doing. What I want you to see hmm, is who I know God to be. I can't show you a God I don't know. I can only show you the God that I've walked with 30 years and has always taken care of me. Hmm. A God that doesn't condemn me. A God that tells me, get up. Let's go again. Let's try again. A God that keeps confirming to me that I am blessed. Even though everything inside of me wants to say I'm cursed. One day you're going to realize that devil's more you than actually some man in a red suit. Hmm. I want your life to be blessed. I want it to change. 
God does not delight in the perishing of the wicked. What does that mean? It's not like Jonah. What does that mean? If I am his minister, and God does not delight in the perishing of the wicked, and if Jesus says, I did not come to condemn but to save, what kind of preacher am I supposed to be? Not to condemn. I mean, sometimes preachers get rough with you because they realize you're in a dead place. But hopefully they remember in their heart. I'm not sure about Jonah. He was a great preacher, you know. He went into town one time and preached and everybody repented, even the cows. <laughs> but then he got upset because God didn't kill him. <laughs> I think he took brimstone a little too far. Huh? So, you know, sometimes preaching is that way. But the thing is, God is not your enemy. He truly wants you to be blessed, your life to change. He wants you to have righteousness. You know why God wants you to have righteousness? Because it pays. You know the more righteousness you got, the less that little devil inside of you, your conscience, beats you up. Do you realize that? The benefit of righteousness. Once you learn to walk in righteousness, you don't feel to beat yourself up anymore. But the only true righteousness that can save us is faith in Christ. Because he comes into us. Because none of our righteousness, our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. But at least it counts for something. God wants your life to change. I want your life to change. I want you to be blessed. There's nobody in here I don't want you to be blessed. But today is the result of your faith yesterday. And if you don't like the result today, then you need to change something that you did yesterday before today becomes tomorrow. Amen. And don't be so troubled when the faith you think you have doesn't work. Because it's only in that that you begin to realize, maybe I really didn't have faith. Maybe I was just saying it because I wanted it real bad. Yes. Because you, you've got individuals that, oh boy, they'll make up a lot of noise. You give them a prophecy, but they have no faith. So they want it real bad. You've got other people that want it, but they really don't believe that much. So there's no faith there. You must believe God is good. If you don't believe God is good, it doesn't do any good for you to come and listen to me. Can I say that again? You're just wasting a seat. Yes. But thanks to rally, we can have as many people in church as we want today. Yes? And we can go as long as we want. Hmm? Yes, may the Lord bless him. We must realize that our faith might not be perfect. Hmm? Say, Lord, help my faith. Help my faith. 
Because if you've got faith, you're doing something with it. If you've got faith, you're just praising God for all the things he's doing. Right? And if you don't have faith, on the cold side, you're saying, Lord, increase my faith. I just, I feel dead. I feel like nothing ain't happening. Now, please don't stay in that place. You must believe. If you don't believe, you'll never come out of the, the freezer, you know. You, you have to believe that you can come out of there. Right? But that tasteless place where, you know, we think we're good. That's what rich is, you know. It's when we think we're good. We have acquired. We don't need anything, Lord. If you want to give me something, you can. See, that tasteless place. Huh? Ever give somebody a gift and they say, thank you. Hello. You know how much that cost? I've got more excitement over a fully loaded. You know what that cost? <laughs> I, you ever give somebody a gift and it's like, oh, Lord, what did I do wrong? You know. Uh, or they open it up and they look at it and they say, huh? I wish I was dead right now. take my money and I buy this for you. Out of the goodness of my heart, I buy this. And that's the look you're going to give me? God is good. <laughs> you didn't catch that, did you? God is good. God is good. <laughs> Hello, Riley. Take away these masks. I can't see smiles. God is good. Who needs a word this morning? Glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <coughs> Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. His goodness and his mercy. Uh, oh. uh -huh. Next service we might talk about Jonah a little bit. Mm. You know why Jonah didn't go to Nineveh? He didn't want to go to Nineveh. Some people don't know why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. He was a brimstone preacher, you know. He loved to speak fire and condemnation. I think maybe he didn't like Nineveh much either. You know why Jonah didn't go? He actually tells you, God, I knew you was going to have mercy on him. So if he had a grudge against Nineveh, they was more dead without the preaching. I mean, the man goes in there and, and saves a whole city. And they repented. And Jonah said, Lord, I knew you was going to show mercy. That's why I didn't want to go. <laughs> Can you hear a preacher? You don't want to go preach because everybody's going to repent. Uh, everybody's going to get blessed. Everybody's going to get a nice car. Everybody's going to get a nice job. Nice house, house, nice husband, nice wife. Uh, God even cared about the cows. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm.
hard to wait on somebody you don't believe exists, you know. <laughs> it's hard to wait on somebody you don't believe is going to come. Waiting on Jesus. la da Lazelle and I heard Lisa both, but they're they're um, they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Who knows a Lazelle? You know a Lazelle that's in trouble. Stand up, please. Mm -hmm. um, she's a coworker that works with me and my ward. All right, just a little louder. She's a co-worker that works with me. She's a nurse. All right. So you're on friendly terms? No. No? No. Huh? <laughs> so are, are, are you Lizelle's trouble? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. So what, what's wrong with Lizelle? Um, Prophet, I don't know, but for some strange reason, she just... She's, she's not really a sociable person. She more keeps to herself and... So she's not a partier? No, 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 no. I mean, she don't really, like, open up and talk and stuff now. She more keeps on herself. If she has to tell you to do something, she would do it, but she's not open to a conversation. Or you anything. know she likes you? I didn't know that. Mm. I don't feel so sometimes. Huh? I, I don't feel like that sometimes. Some people keep treasures locked up in a box, you know. <laughs> hmm? Wow. I'd, I'd rather trust a quiet person when they tell me they love me <laughs> than somebody's always telling people they love them. You oh better watch huh? wow. those people that love the world. Hmm? So that that's that's your own. so I assume she's a uh, uh, has some authority over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, she's All right. maybe that's the problem. Mm. You know, sometimes when we can't win people over, I actually like people like that. I got some leaders in here. Huh? 
You just well as quick forget winning them over. Some of them, you ain't going to win over. Uh, yeah. you, you, you could buy them lunch and they're buffy for dessert. <laughs> I, I like those leaders. They can't be bought, you know. Huh? Because people think, okay, I got this one in my hand. I, I got this one. I got control over this one, you know. Uh, I got control over this one. I could point some of them out, you know, but I ain't going to point nobody out. Well, I, I was just moving my finger that thing. Josanne, do you have any real, real close friends? You don't want to answer that question because there's a few in here that think they're real close to you. Yeah. Let me just leave that up to your own imagination. Prophet, um, this... Because, let me say, Josanne loves everybody. I've seen her go out of her way to do things. Uh, Yeah, she'll she'll know the size of your dress. She'll know the size of your shoes. She'll know all about you. But to sway her, you you don't do that very often. (laughs) I'm trying to make up for some boofing I've recently given her. <laughs> Am I back up to your level? <laughs> you got to work on a relationship with her, you know. Um. Like, since I've been on the ward, she has been, when you talk about she might be in trouble, right? Um, she has, like, she's frustrated with work. She has a lot of frustration. And I don't know what it is that's going on with her because, like I said, she don't talk. All right. So, see, listen to what you just said. God says she likes you. Right? Just because she's not talking to you don't mean she don't like you. There could be a lot of pressure at work. You know, maybe that's some of the trouble. You know, sometimes... People that try to do right, you know, they, when you have a, a, a good leader, they go through more than you think because they always try and do what's right. And sometimes they do get a little quiet, and, but they just, they just try. They don't mean they don't like you. Huh? Same way with husbands sometimes. I'm talking to some lady right now. Sometimes your, your husband gets quiet. He gets quiet because he don't want to open his mouth because when he opens his mouth, he don't like what he hears comes out. See, so try and be quiet. Hmm. That's your husband? Uh-huh. Well, that's your husband. So I'm talking to his wife. All right. <laughs> so I'm talking to Lizelle's trouble and, um, and your husband. I don't know why they ain't here. God just brought you, the wife and... No. I'm kidding about the trouble. Um, <laughs> if men do that. A lot of men do that, ladies. Glenn do that? <laughs> Generally, when wives are stressed out, they talk. Without recollection of what they said last night. They just. <laughs> Men, 
It is. So I did. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. That's okay. That does not mean they don't like you. That just means they're trying to, they're trying to do things. Yes. If men see trouble, they even try to save their wife from the trouble. Yes. All right. So get two birds with one stone here. All right. So you you can kind of talk to her, right? If I. You can talk to her a little bit, right? Yeah. And just say, you know what happened to me Sunday? <laughs> I went to heavenly lights and this prophet said, anybody in here know Lisa? Lizelle. I'm going to get to Lisa in a minute. Lizelle. I thought, well, I know a Lizelle. I have a nice boss that's a Lizelle. You're telling her the story. I have a nice boss. See, that might get you a promotion. I have a nice boss. Thank you, Lizelle. Right? I said, the prophet said, this is Lizelle that's in trouble. And the trouble being a lot of pressures and things from all over the place. And you know what the prophet said? He said, tell Lizelle. I don't know if that's you or not, because I don't want to get fired. I don't know if that's you or not. <laughs> but he said, God has heard your prayer. And you say it this way, and the Calvary is coming. That's an old term, but I think most people know what that means, right? The Calvary is coming. That was a term for soldiers in in America way back when they used to ride on horses. The Calvary is coming. Help is coming. Amen. All right. What's that? Huh? You know the same person? Y'all work at the same place? Uh-huh. Does that bear witness with you? Yes. Prophet, she is. She has a lot going on. I have worked with her. She's very withdrawn. and But she came and spoke to me. And I was shocked. So people she misunderstand did. her. Yeah. And, but really and truly, there's a lot going on with her. And she's frustrated and dealing with things at home. And so you are correct. All right. Yes. But she came and she opened up and I invited her for prayer. Okay. Did she come for prayer? She didn't come. Her sister came. All because right. the sister and her was having a back and forth kind of thing. Okay. So a, the sister came. She didn't. No. And your sister was concerned So maybe I'll need to gang up on her. <laughs> and, but you are and, correct. Huh? And, uh, I, I realized that I couldn't, you know what, I'm not going to judge her. And I started to pray for her, and I really thank God that he answers prayers. Because Amen. Said, yeah, Amen. Thank you. All right. Who else in here, you're judging somebody just because they don't fall at your feet when you walk through the door? Hello. <laughs> you can get blessed for giving people, you know. You can get blessed for giving people. Who else? Right? <laughs> I'm not even going. I'm not even going to ask you to stand up. I'm just asking, right? I'm. I'm not. 
asking this so I can speak a word to you. I'm just asking. Who else in here? You've judged somebody just because they don't talk to you much. Listen, sometimes when you've got problems, you just you forget to be nice, you know. But that don't mean they don't like you, you know. It don't mean you don't like you. And I've seen people like that. I thought they didn't like me, and they stood up for me when the time, time come. Right? So if that's you, hello. Pray for them. The Bible says pray for your enemy, but that's not even your enemy. So you're judging them for being an enemy, and actually you put more load on them. Because you, you're creating an atmosphere where they're struggling. Yes? Amen. And y'all worked in a very hectic field anyway. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who else needs a word? Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe that word is true. Her life's going to change. But I believe that word is going to draw her into this house. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's two ways to get a cow in a barn. <laughs> Otherwise, where I come from. Uh, yes? Maybe here's a manicou, I don't know. But <laughs> one is you get a stick and try to beat them in. Other way, get you a bucket of corn. You feed them in. If you're going to be a good witness, feed them in. Them licks don't always work. That should be a last resort anyway. Feed them in. That works with your children too, you know. Don't let them get fat, but it works with them. It don't always have to be food, you know. It could be anything. See, here's the thing. A good leader is not supposed to be a good pusher. Be so awesome at what you do that other people can't resist but to follow you. And if you love to preach, don't be one of these preachers. Get into heaven now. I'm, I'm going to beat you. Get into heaven. You better get in there. If you know what's good for you, you get in heaven. Fire and brimstone, you better get in there. God is good. You believe that? He is good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Oh, if I could only see smiles. By faith, I believe. There is an emergency, emergency surgery. Emergency Someone is having to go into an emergency surgery. And I think it's set for Tuesday. 
an emergency surgery for Tuesday. <laughs> Most of you look too well to go into emergency surgery Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe it's somebody you know. You know somebody that's, that's going to have to have surgery right away? I heard a Tuesday. I assume it's this coming Tuesday. I don't know that. I heard Tuesday. An emergency, emergency surgery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 emergency surgery. Who knows somebody that's, somebody is going to have emergency surgery. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's close to you. Mm -hmm. That's you? Oh. Well, I thought you looked. <laughs> Prophet, I have a friend. Um, he's from Bahamas. He used to go to school here, but with COVID, he went back to Bahamas. Uh, we were talking yesterday, and I hadn't heard from him in like two, three weeks, which is uncommon. And then he told me um, he was in the hospital, the same hospital that he is doing his rotations in. And he said... Um, the same hospital he's doing his rotations? Yeah, he's in his final year in med school, okay. so he's doing his rotations there. But he said um, he's been on the ward, but warded. And he said he has, a, um, he has, like a, he has a skip emergency surgery for like a slip disc. Okay. And he can't walk. Can't walk. Yeah, so he can't even do his rotations or anything like that. And he, he's what actually you, what, you, what, you mean, what you mean by rotations? Or like they have clinical rotations with different um, parts that they have to do to complete their medical. Okay, okay. so he can't do that. You know, he can't do that right, right. now. Um, he said it was from a car accident that he got in two years ago. Okay. And the pain keeps coming back. Okay. And they have to do a, they schedule an uh, emergency surgery for him. Okay. So, so I'm now asking him, um, when is your surgery? Yeah, ask him when his surgery is. I heard a Tuesday, so if, if that's the one, that's, I heard a Tuesday. I don't know what Tuesday, but I heard Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I just love voice note. All right. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I still have faith I can speak into it. Amen. Mm -hmm. oh, Prophet, he said... Um, they're going to do some evaluations on him. And um, if he fails these, cl these um, clinical tests that they're going to do, this, they're going to do an emergency surgery. And he said that's coming up either tomorrow or Tuesday. He's going to go back and they're going to do that. Amen. See, that clap is not for me. That clap is for God. I know that. That's why I didn't faint when you applauded me. <laughs> I just a donkey. Either you believe or you don't believe. So, so you like this friend? I have a few good friends. He's one of them. He's one of them. 
I would like to see that pain just go right away immediately. There's something wrong with us as Christians if we don't want to see somebody healed. You know, we, we might say, I want them to repent before they get healed. Hello. If they get healed miraculously, if they ever going to seriously repent, that's the thing that would do it. And I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that to change your mind about blessing people. You know, God first loved us. But we sometimes want sinners to love us first before we love them. But God first loved us. He loved us when we was far away. He loved us when we didn't love him. Yes. He loved us when we was in church flirting with all the new girls. And whatever else we might have done in church. Um, he first loved us. You must, you must first love Yes, and then have faith that your love is not in vain. Mm. So they're going to do some sort of evaluation yeah, to see, to tomorrow see if it, um, or Tuesday. Yeah, if they All should right. go forward with a surgery. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see all that pain go away. Is he a believer? Yes, prophet. Mm. Mm. You could always encourage him, especially... After this word this morning, you could always send him the message or just crop it out and send it to him. Because I would love to just see all that pain go away. That'd make him a better doctor than ever. Mm. Mm. Mm hmm. That evaluation is going to have good results. Amen. Good results. You encourage him to call for prayer, right? Okay. Now, we've never met this person. No. He knows this person. As one of his good friends. Yeah? That should be good enough for us, right? Yeah. Uh. And we want to see this person just get strangely, not better. Strangely and remarkably healed. Hmm? I don't want your life to get better. I want it to get good. But sometimes our faith is that life would just get better. I want it to get good. Yanti, I want your life to get good. That's why I slapped down you better. Because I want your life to get good. Mm. 
Because if you say, I want somebody's life to get better, then that means you only have faith to believe that your life can get better. Mm. The woman with 7,000 husbands. So, do you know a Daniel? No. I don't know a Daniel. I wonder if he knows a Daniel. Daniel? Daryl? Daniel. 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 But you don't know that name, right? No, no. Just ask him when you get a chance. Okay. Don't do it now. Just ask him if he knows that name, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that I don't know who that person is. I just I just heard the question. Mm-hmm. Maybe he ain't met him yet. We don't know. Don't know if that's somebody he knows. Might be a doctor. We don't know who that is. We just gonna ask him the question, right? Mm-hmm. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Nicole. Oh. Huh? Huh? Lisa. I don't know if it was a Lisa or not. I think it was a Liseo. All right, one more. Now, this is the important thing that you believe. If God is concerned about people outside of this house, why would he not be concerned about people inside the house? And the awesome thing about these two prophecies is it helps people to witness to somebody else. You two ever prayed together or you prayed for him? You pray for him, right? See, God's heard your prayer. Now, why could you not be blessed? Why could you not be blessed? Don't matter about anybody else. Why can't you be blessed? God can take one person out of a thousand and bless them if they have faith. Hmm? Yes? Your own car is coming soon. You need that and like that, right? I've told you that before. A week before Christmas. All right, I'm telling you now, it's coming soon. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered. If I like you and you like me, whatever.
And that don't mean you have to work to get it. Somebody just give it to you. a mother that's died recently a mother that's died recently mm -hmm. that mean anything to anybody a mother that's died recently recently mm -hmm. a mother that has died recently as you um, Prophet, it's not me, but I worked with a manager from a different store for the past couple of weeks, and she kept talking about her mom who passed away recently, and I realized she's hurting. As her recent, mom. recent? Yeah. All right. She's, she's hurting. All right. So you could cut this little clip out. You know how to do that? Figure it out. You can figure it out. All right. I, I mean, you can send the whole thing, but sometimes, you know, sometimes if you're trying to witness, it, it's better she, if you. Um, she said to Mother's Day is coming up, and she's not really looking forward to it. She said what? Mother's Day is coming up, and uh -huh. she's not looking forward to it because she don't have her mother around. Okay. All right. So if you don't know how to cut this, ask somebody; they will help you, right? Mm -hmm. And you can send it to her, right? Because I want to talk to you. The first thing God said to me before I said, somebody's mother died recently. And we're talking recent, right? About sometime last year into. Okay. He said he wants you to know how much he loves you and that he's with you. Mm, because you're feeling as if though love is gone, but I am love, says the Lord. So she have children? Yes, she does. So Mother's Day is not for your mother. Mother's Day is for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a wonderful Mother's Day. Mm. A wonderful Mother's Day. Mm. And right now I'm going to help you just to let your mama go. Just let her go up to God. Just let her go. Just let her go. Because God loves you so much. Mm. 
And he don't want you to be walking around with all these burdens and especially feeling like that you're not loved by him. Because God says he loves you very much. Hmm? So you'll give that message to her, right? Yes. All right. Da da bye. I um, actually know somebody who I've been ministering to. Her mom died about a week and a half now. Okay. Very recent. And um, she, um, up to last night, she called. And I missed the call because it was late. And I know she's struggling because, mm -hmm. it, it, I don't know. I mean, the mom was ailing for a while, but it was somewhat ex unexpected. To her. Sometimes we're just not ready to let somebody go, you know. Stand up, please. Mm -hmm. All right. Another mother? Yes. Have faith. <laughs> well, I know it's not yours. <laughs> I just can't deal with all these mothers at one time, you know. We have to stop somewhere and the rest of us have faith. All right? Everybody understand? Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, the Lord permitted I could speak into all of them, but I'd rather be faithful to the direction he wants to go and us believe. That those people that are, if you, if you know somebody just suffering, you can receive for them right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can just speak their name out. They don't have to be a mother, you know. You can just speak their name out. So is this person a Christian? Yeah. Boy, they franicky. They're frantic-y, and they're putting a lot of trust in you, ain't they? Who's this person? Um, I met her uh, many years back. She was one of the managers with uh, Hilo in Maraval. Uh-huh. And I met her then. And so y'all kept up with each other? Or? Yeah, I prayed right. for her, her son, her mom, right. her sister. But she's very fragile. She is, yeah. Where, her, where this mother is just almost dead herself. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I remove that my world is gone thing from her. You but believe she that? She told me that. She told you that? Yes. Wow. That her world is gone? she know her mother was ailing and she know the time will come for this right but she literally said she said she said uh she she, she literally used that she says vicky i felt like my world is gone i never knew All that right. so clip it and send it to her i will <laughs> your world is not gone it's just begun Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what is it hdc housing we all waiting for HDC House. One day our number gets called. Says, we got a home for you. <laughs> what does HDC mean to her? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know. They, they live all the way in Paramount. Some, uh, some, I don't know. What I'm curious what that means to you. Yes? Mm-hmm. But the day you have met with the Lord. Wow. And as soon as you hear this word, even before that, you're going to realize, my world ain't gone. 
I still have people I love and people that love me. She does, right? Yes. Yes. There's a lot of people around you that love you. You need to be strong. You need to be strong. Hmm? Your mama just got a house better than HDC. Uh-huh. Glory to God. Uh-huh. Hmm? Oh. Hallelujah. So you feeling good? Mm. Yes. Uh huh. All right. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. Yes, Nicole, come. Joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. Joy is mine. Joy is mine. You ever feel like the world makes you grow up too quick? Huh? That's you? Just the world makes you grow up too quick. You just, you know, you, you just like to be free, but the world keeps telling you, hey, you're grown up. You can't do that no more. Well, there's some things you should have never done, but nah. Be free. Don't let nobody imprison you. Hmm? Being fearful don't make you a better Christian. It don't make you a better Christian. So you might as well do the best you can. Trust God. He's going to make it all work out. And before long, all of us get our HDC house. Or maybe something better, you know. They won't all, they won't all look the same. You need a house? You like your house? You like your house? You like your house? You like your house? You need help with your house? Hmm? Hey, the banker is here. Talk. Where's Mike? Where y'all at? Y'all quit too quick. Hmm? What you need with your house? Hmm? I still have the seal, um, the sealing to do, tiles to do, and painting to do. Okay, so, so some sealing tiles and painting, yeah. right? Painting. Yeah. That's two things you need. Mm-hmm. Plastered. The plaster. Just ready for paint and sealing it tiles. Just for paint and the sealing. Floor. Tile, floor tiles, sorry. Floor tiles. Yeah. And sealing. Yeah. And paint, inside out. Inside and out. Yes. Mm-hmm. God has all the paint in the world. He got all the floor tiles. It all belongs to Him. Everything belongs to Him. You believe that? I believe. You believe that? Yes. You believe that? So you need that and you need somebody to put it down and put it up and put it on, right? Yes, I do. Down, up, and on. All right. Mm -hmm. I send in angels to your house. 
I send angels to you. Have, have faith. They're coming. Don't ask how they're coming. Yes. Because Jesus comes like a thief in the night. He likes to surprise people. He's coming. You believe? I believe. All right. All right. Everybody be blessed. Have a wonderful week. If you want to, don't want to force it on you. If you didn't remember anything, remember this. Today is the evidence of your faith yesterday. If you want tomorrow to be better, change your faith. And if you don't know how, which we do not know how, ask God. Because faith is not something we have. It's something that God gives us. God gives me faith in his son. And God will give you faith in his son. And you will know the love of God that surpasses all understanding and all imaginations and all lengths and all heights. It just blows your mind how loving he is. It's that thing inside of you that wants to judge that keeps you poor and broke and condemned. Yes, time for a new Lord. His name is Jesus.